0: Buckle up. It's the insurance dudes podcast from the scratch perspective. And from the, I guess, from the the scratch perspective, what would you do differently now rather like the way you approached it then, and now with everything you've learned, how would you approach it differently?
1: Yeah, there's man, there's a lot of things. I mean, we just kind of jumped into it. Maybe I was a little overconfident in our ability to get get sales going right away. Again, having started scratch and other businesses and sales, I felt pretty confident in my ability to just make it happen. So I would say probably maybe spend a little bit more time on the front end really, really planning out like where you're going to get your business from and putting a really good system in place. You know, we come from a community that it's a larger community, but it's still very kind of small town small town mentality. And so I kind of relied too heavily on my own network as my basis for building our business. And that's kind of how they tell you, you know, it's like, Hey, go to the people that you know the best and they'll buy from you. I was shocked at how many people I thought that would come immediately and buy insurance for me. How many people were, wouldn't even answer my call. I mean, people were my best friends, Right. right? So I think for anybody that's really interested in getting this business, starting from scratch, build up a business model that has nothing to do with your network. Your network should be like your gravy. It should be the extra. It should be the bonus, the cherry on the top. But if you can't do this business going out there and getting it from people that know nothing about you and could care less who you are, then you may want to reconsider it until you can figure out that model. So that would be my number one point of advice. Yeah. Can you
0: imagine yeah. if somebody started at McDonald's and they're like, you know what, I'm just going to start I'm yeah. invite my family. That's it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> They better like, be able to eat a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Creating that measurable, the whole process where you can measure stuff. How much has that changed the game? Did, did you come in thinking that? Like, I, I know that um, you just spoke on, you know, what, what you were told, but what was in your mind coming into it about how you would develop your business and scale or was scaling just not even something you were thinking of?
1: I mean it's something we were thinking about but I didn't have an actual understanding of what that looks like in this business of actually how to scale you know um I guess in all the other sales jobs I've ever had I've just been a sales guy I go out and build your book I wasn't you know necessarily responsible for everybody else's growth and the overall business so I understand it in general like what what we're trying to do but actually doing it in the insurance model was was i was kind of learning on the fly i had an idea it's kind of like i, I kind of equated to like being in college when you go to business school they kind of teach you what business is supposed to look like but then you get out in the real world and it's it's something right. entirely different so i had a pretty good idea of what it was supposed to look like but once i got into it just get hit from a hundred different directions and the reality of Oh my gosh! We haven't made a sale in three days, and then you start panicking, and then you're just, and then you're just putting out fires everywhere, and you got calls that you you don't even know how to sell that because you've never sold it before. So even if I would have fully understood how to measure it and track it, I don't know if I gave myself enough time to actually do it. I wasn't spending enough time doing that. I was just selling yeah. and just trying to like survive daily. And I think that's where you know I had all the best intentions of spending some time on a Saturday or evenings of of really, of really focusing on that stuff, but you just get thrown into the fire and you just start running and you go and all that stuff goes out the window. And before long, it's, you know, six months, a year, and you haven't spent any time looking at the business. You're just, you're just in the business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: well, the business can end up running you if you're taking on everything that needs to be taken care of and learning all the things that need to be learned. Right. It just can, it's so overwhelming. There's, there's so many things, and right. anybody could walk in the door and be busy. But are you busy with the stuff that you should be busy with?
1: Yeah. Which, and that's where I that, think I made the big, the biggest mistake early on again. Uh, and that's going to be a theme in, in anything you ask me about. It's just how many mistakes <laughs> I made at the beginning. But yeah, just getting busy and just letting that stuff go too early. Just not staying disciplined to go, nope, timeout. Uh, even if I have to walk away from a few sales now to make sure that I'm putting things in place in our agency to be successful in the long run, I've got to do that right now. So that mm. you've got to stay true to those things. You've got to, you know, make sure that you commit to those things on a daily basis or a weekly basis or whatever it is, just stay focused in on what you have to do to make sure the agency is is going down the right path that you want it to. What
0: well, would some tips th- that you would give somebody that feels like they're wearing every hat, working 12-hour days? And wants to transition, but feels like, Hey man, I, I'm I'm packed with 12 hour days. There's no way I can do anything. I can't train someone to do that or
1: whatever. Yeah. I would say, well, okay, maybe you're right, but probably more often if it's like me, most of that stuff's not true. Um, you just have to do it and there's no way around it. I mean, do you want to continue to work that way the rest of your life or do you want to find a better way? So you either have to decide to do it or you, you, you just... And most of the time I found that that's not true. Those are just voices in your head that tell you that's what it's going to be that you'll Nobody will ever be able to do it as good as you. Oh, there's, you know, I'll never be able to get, you know, if I just get these things done, then I can sit back and focus (laughs) on the business. No, it's it's never going to happen. There's always going to be another project or something else that comes up. That's going to take your time. So you're better off walking away from a few sales. If that's what it takes to make sure that you stay on task with the things that you have to do as an agency owner. So don't believe all those voices in your head and you just have to try it. You have to try a different way. If, if it's not working for you one way, doing it that way, you have to try something different. Otherwise you're just delaying the inevitable and which is going to yeah. be either a mediocre agency. Maybe you'll have some success, but it's never going to be as successful as it could be if you did it the right way.
2: It's so interesting to think about that question that Jason asked with the time, you know, it's the time machine question. You get in the DeLorean, you go back to the day you opened and today's self tells that guy, Hey, you need to do it this way. Well, I don't know that even if you had that knowledge that you'd be able to execute the same way as if you didn't go through and fail through that process. Right. You learn yeah. so much from going for it and messing up so much more from that experience. And and it's tough to to come and actually execute on a plan without having that experience.
1: Oh, uh, I totally agree. I mean, I think sometimes you have to feel the pain to understand why it's so important to stay with it. It's like the idea of, you know, as a kid, you got to let them kind of touch the stove. Otherwise you've got to be there every time telling your kid not to touch the stove. Well, they do it once they burn themselves. Guess what? They remember that the next time they'll never touch it again. And so right. you have to experience that pain. And I, I think Craig, like you're talking about it's, you know, that's sometimes what ends up being my compass in the morning is like, I don't want to feel that anymore. I don't want to feel I don't want to go another week having to be the only guy in our office selling. I want to all create right. a, a system that enables everybody else to have the success so that I can step away for a couple of days or I can be, I can be off my game for a day and we still are achieving our goals. So, yeah. but if I didn't have that pain, it, it probably wouldn't, it wouldn't you know resonate. And I just lean, I'd keep leaning back in on my own abilities and my own ego and all that stuff. So you got to experience it for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge strong believer in whatever business that anybody sets up, you have to set it up with the thought of you not being a cog in the system. Like you got to set it up to where anybody can that that you set up a system that every role can be filled by somebody else. Now you can jump in and do stuff, but if you're the one that has to do it, like you're the main person, you can never truly get to that point where you're running it because to your point, there's always, there's always stuff like there's 10 fires that, you know, will show up later and, Oh, but you had plans to do this one thing. And then you have to do the fires. It's like, there's never a way to play catch up unless there's a system where it runs without you so that you can go above it and be able to to pull the right levers and,
1: and look for that, that future. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I think that's one thing I learned from you guys, you guys have I mean, again, part of the reason I was instantly um, kind of on board once I was there with you guys for two days, I mean, I saw it, you know, it wasn't, you know, before then you guys were just a podcast. You guys were just two people that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Talk a (laughs) lot, right? (laughs) Typical guys out there just talking a lot, but no, but actually being in Craig's agency and seeing it happen and, and, and knowing you guys did a great job of helping us understand how you got to this point it wasn't all pretty for you either. And that was really encouraging for me is it's not like you guys opened up shop one day and it just all worked for you. You know, oh, you've no. been through a lot of the same stuff, right. And to have you guys be further down the road and to know, Hey, there is a way and kind of you guys are just further down the road for us, you know, than me was, it was really, really comforting. And to know, okay, there is a way. So that was really helpful to hear that and to know, okay, I think that's one thing, Jason, you've really always, I always picked up is, you're always hammering that point of like, "Hey, I don't want to be involved, I don't want to be involved with that, right? I got to get out of the way and let my people do what they're going to do." Um, yeah. and I I still struggle with that because we're all different, we're all wired differently. I like having my hands involved in some things, um, and so I always have to fight that urge. And my wife always has to slap my hands and say, "Get out of that! Stop! Let them do that." So, yeah. but that is something I'm still working on for sure.
2: Yeah. The, my way or the highway is that will drive you crazy because yeah. I don't now, like it, it took me a long time to let go of, of those things. Cause I can go in there. I can walk in that room that you've been in there. I can go walk there right now. And something that somebody does will drive me crazy. Yeah. And it's like, you know what, who cares? Because at the end of the day, we're just worried about the result. And as long as they're doing it, as long as they're legal, ethical and not hurting anybody, then let them do it because they're going to, if it doesn't work, they're going to figure it out and yeah. as long as you know they're not doing anything wrong and that doesn't happen so it just it works right and helping um, people i think that's yeah helping i them. think that's the one
0: and i know you you instill that in your agency and i know and i know josh does too cuz that's a big part of like you have to have a gps and you have to instill that in your team and i think it's like at the end of the day this is not rocket science you're helping solve People's problems. Oh, but we're so expensive. All these stupid details. Who cares? Like, just help this person, listen (laughs) to them, talk to them. Sometimes people just want to be heard. And if you do that, they're probably willing to pay an extra premium for that. I mean, that's a huge value to a lot of people. I mean, I guess to anybody, being heard means a lot. And I'm sure any dude that's married to somebody knows that their wife wants to be heard. They don't want to hear you try to solve the problem and everything. They just want to know that they're being heard. But I think going through the agency and the sales process, everything else, just if you have that other person's best interest and you're just trying to help, like, yeah, ethical and everything else, it'll all work out. It'll be good.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I have another question for you. I know that, and the, because for me, it was also something that wasn't done. In fact, I don't think I probably maybe every couple of months ran a meeting um, at my agency. And now it's every day, if not twice a day. And how big of a change was that for you, and how important has that been to the effectiveness of your team?
1: That was probably one of the the best immediate things we could do to change the the course of our like agency success, right. Again, when we started the agency, I had all these grand plans of, Hey, we're going to meet regularly. We're going to do all that. But like I said earlier, that those all went out, all that stuff went out the door when I had to answer a phone to make a sale or I had to get on the phone myself to do all that stuff. All that stuff went out the door. And I'd always use the excuse, well, we're a small agency. We see each other all day. It's, you know, I don't need to have a meeting. Find ways to excuse that. You know, I'd go three weeks with no meeting and I'd be like, ah, it's not a big deal. I've talked to them every day. It's the right. same thing. It's not. So one of the first things that came out of being with you guys, uh, my first action item was to make sure Monday, we met on a Thursday, Friday at your agency. Come back on Monday, I had already told the whole team, hey, we're going to meet every day starting Monday, get ready. And we started doing it. And it was a little weird at first. I mean, I don't mind talking in front of people. I don't write... I mean, I've run a lot of meetings, but it was a little weird because, well, what are we going to meet about? They knew I was out of the office. They probably expected me to come in and I don't know, tell them they're all fired or, you know, moving, (laughs) I don't know. But (laughs) everybody's a little, at first, a little bit scared about it all. But we just started meeting and I, I, you know, just like you guys always talk about, I just, I laid out a vision for where we wanted to go and some of the things that we're not accomplishing, but where we wanted to go and the investment that we're going to make into some new systems and new processes. I laid it all out. I painted a picture. I explained why. I told them, you know, what was so great about being with you guys and some of the lessons that I've learned personally. i just very transparent and honest about it. And I just told them we're going to keep meeting and we're not going to meet because you know, I'm not there to like crack the whip. I'm not there to beat down on anybody. I'm not there to even expose anybody. We're going to meet because we're a team. And like we talked about earlier, communication, we can't go in the same direction if we're not talking. And I've heard you guys say it before, you know, if you're a football team, you don't just everybody line up and everybody does their own thing. That doesn't work. You got to talk about what the play is going to be. So yeah. we just started meeting daily. It was 15 minutes, you know, and sure enough, we'd go 20, 25, 30 minutes mostly me talking, you know, I had to try to, you know, shut up a little bit and let everybody else talk. And, <laughs> but, you know, we started doing that faithfully for uh, a few weeks and sure enough, surprise, surprise, everybody <laughs> felt more engaged. Everybody right. started owning it. Everybody, it wasn't like day one, everybody just came out of the gates and made you a know, hundred sales and we hit our goals. No, but little over, you know, little by little, I started, I started seeing improvement, started seeing more engagement, more energy, but yeah, our sales, I mean, we, No doubt, those 2 months after that, we started seeing sales on a more consistent basis every day because I think our energy level was better. Everybody came out of that feeling like they were tied to a cause for that day. And uh, so that was really important. Now, I will tell you, full disclosure, we don't meet every day right now. um, Mm -hmm. Just for a variety of reasons. I know, sorry. (laughs) But what I have done, um, and I'm very, very purposeful in making sure that I'm communicating with everybody in our team every day about what their goals are, what we're trying to accomplish for that day. So we still get together, but what I do is I'll I'll walk over to a desk and I'll sit down, I'll talk with them. I'll I'll Slack, you know, we use Slack and I'll sit there and I will just comment on some things that, hey, you know, we'll just have a, a sidebar conversation about what they need to do for that day. I'll pump them up from the day before, you know, hey, I heard that call, you did really good on that, or hey, we're having some struggles on that. And we'll have a dialogue that way. So I'm way more intentional. I don't just sit at my desk, wait for the end of the day, see what the results were, and then go, okay, good or bad. You know, we're having a an ongoing conversation. I'm way more intentional about what's going on with their day every day. So I need to get back on accountability wise. I need to get back on to having these meetings every day. Yeah. Because um, again, we just kind of start going back to our old habits. So
2: well, I think from a from a sell like a sales coaching standpoint, this is the especially the PNC business is is so close on almost every transaction, right? There, yeah, there's a lot where you're double, and you know, the ones where you're way ahead, but but the the meat of it is close. Right. And the message they constantly hear from the prospects, from television, from everywhere is commodity, commodity, commodity price. It's all price. It's all price. And what, what I've noticed is the longer, or if we go a stretch without meeting, which doesn't happen anymore, but when we did, they, you would hear more often, oh, they were just price focused. Oh, they were just, you hear it over and oh, well that one was price focused that one. And it's like, okay, then the job isn't being done on that call right? We need, we, of course they're price focused because that's how they're taught to buy this. They're taught it's a commodity. So that conversation has to shift, but it doesn't shift unless the producer, unless the sales agent believes it to be true. And they're always going to revert back to that, that price focus, because that's what everything around them is pointing them to. And so that's where I think there's such a huge value to that daily meeting is you're battling against that, right? You have to fight that so you can get them back over here. I mean, you were here, they wrote 22 K two days in a row. I mean, that is, that's not something that happens all the time that happens when they believe they believed because there were 10 other agents here, you know, they're like, wow, they must really be, uh, you know, these guys. Blah. And so, you know, they, but those days psychologically, they were like, we're on fire. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, so much of it is psychological.
1: I think it's also one of the biggest benefits put aside sales. I just think it's great for the team. You know, they love, yeah they're working next to each other, but again, we get in our own little world. So I think it's just a good, you know, it makes them enjoy their job more. They get to be around people. They get to share and experiences and talk about what happened the day before they get, you know, Hey, Joseph, you did a great job on this yesterday. They get pumped up in front of their people. So I think it's just good for morale and good team building as well. So yeah,
0: hundred percent. So you went the distance. What is the number one piece of advice you'd give any insurance agent either coming into the industry or wanted to kickstart the agency's heart? What would you give? Number one,
1: man, there's so many, but I'm just for today. This is what I will pick The, the best part, like what we're doing right now. The other greatest benefit that came out of everything that I've been doing since March when I, February or whenever, when we got together is I'm part of a community. We're all out there now on our own trying to fight this fight on our own every day. Get out of yourself like your own little world, reach out to other agents, be a part of a community like this and listen and ask a ton of questions. Don't do this alone. And if you're with a captive like I am, yeah, absolutely do everything that the company offers you, all the team stuff that they do and the little market meetings and all that. But get outside of that and go with people that will be real and honest with you about their struggles and what's going on. There's a, quite a few agents that are that I'm seeing right now on this call that we pick up the phone and call each other all the time, like, "Hey, I'm having a basic problem," or "Hey, man, my mind's not in the right spot." Because I will tell you, I think that's the greatest challenge that we experience in our business is it's not even the nuts and bolts, it's not the policies, it's not the insurance business, it's the mind game. Um, mm. I've seen a couple of posts lately of guys that are just struggling with the mentality. You know, they're having success, but everything, you know, it's, it's a challenging business. So you got to have people that are for you. They're going to encourage you when you need it. That are going to pump you up. They're going to tell you, "I've been there. I know how it feels. Stay the course." You got to have a crew. I'm, a, I'm into endurance running and long distance running. And, you know, if you get into ultra marathons, uh, they have these things called crews. So you go out there. You got to run the hundred miles or whatever it is. But they have crews at these aid stations, and their job is to pump you up. Their job is to keep you going. Their job is to make sure if your foot hurts that they they take care of that. Get you back on the course and get going. You know, they can't run the race for you. They can't do everything for you, but you need a crew around you at all times to just keep you going because you will get in your own head and you'll go on a crazy cycle that just will take you nowhere. So get outside of yourself.
2: Wow. Love it. And we can actually take some, uh, a couple questions. Yeah. Yeah. Live here on the podcast here on the podcast for the very first time. It is a uh, groundbreaking day here. We have Dylan has his hand up. If anybody else wants to just do a little hand raise with the little button there,
1: um, I'm going to, if my headset dies, I'll switch it over quickly. Okay, cool. Like a pro. (laughs) Hey,
3: hey, Hey, I'm in the same position. You were a couple of years back scratch agency here in Nebraska My biggest issue is just finding somebody because I signed up. I'm like, I'll tell the dudes, like, this won't be that bad. I'll start getting calls. Well, now it's like I'm working nonstop because I'm trying to quote, trying to set the appointments, also trying to be, like, involved in these meetings, also working with, like, agency MVP on, like, the success of using that CRM to the best and then also everything else with farmers. My heart, my biggest thing is how do we find some staff, would you be open to remote staff? I have a lady that's from like, California that wants to work for me, but like can't really hope that the metrics are correct.
1: To be continued.
3: Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do... Uh, right, 100000 in premium off yes. of even the worst internet leads. Where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now. That will It's live, and it will show you the process, the entire process. Mm. is super awesome.
1: Mm. I love it. Let's do it.
3: Let's do it. Sign up right now, live.teladudes.com. Live.teladudes.com. That's live.teladudes.com. Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content. Right? Are you kidding me? We get yep. to talk to them? Yeah. Which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. Greg, are you going to respond now. to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure. Live. I'm into it too. It's going to well. be awesome. And it's a it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop Two two one nine. i love it i'm gonna text it right now five two zero two one four two two one nine all right i'll see you later mr jason bye mr greg wait do they even listen to this on the radio anymore <laughs> <laughs> i
2: love it i love it nice
3: uh, all right